0: Yo, Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 86, your boy Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucking Hank, and I'm rocking side by side with the one, the only, triple champ, future triple champ of the world. You thought you wasn't gonna see me after two straight D-boy losses? You thought I was just gonna go hide in, in the mountains of Montana, find a cave in Afghanistan, a rock to hide under? I was going to be chilling like a troll underneath the Coronado bridge. You can't see me? Nah. We ain't burying the D-Boys today. Hit' em with that theme music.
1: Outlines for these ladies I'm about to slay Got my cape on with some napalm Shots for days gone, then the game's on What you play, huh? Hard to get, off wet for all that dry hate Looking my way while your eyes say You and I may get off like a right lane But I might strain, pull the lane with a migraine I'm a wrench to that ratchet bitch a bench For the acid offense with a ladder Get up on it I said a wrench to that ratchet bitch a bench For the acid offense with a ladder Get up on it Hello, Miss Lake, what's your name? Such a shame, you don't drink, who's to blame? Cause I'm buying like I'm Cosby in the lobby of an AA, meeting on a payday, we can make it rain, even on a sunny day. What you say? You and I could run away, meet up when you drop that molly off, Love that chicka Molotov, while she's on the side, hating faded, lane on the pavement, wasting all of my patience. Come on, you gotta go. Go ahead, put your bad self, you gotta get up. I bag, but I ask now, come on and get up. On the Oh Oh, yes, it feels so good to
0: be back, Seth Gecko. I'm chilling here for the first time, rocking the show with the Triple Champ, staring at me looking like a creep. I just changed his diapers, just fed him so there should be no uh, bullshit uh, coming from over there. Uh, We got him doing his push-ups right now uh, into his planks. His plank position, uh, no BS. Little homie is over there uh, getting his workout in. Nine months, uh, two days ago, turned nine months. He's still rocking. You see, hear him over here playing with his little, uh, his little stand-up machine over here. He, he's just, he's just rocking, man. We're, we're rocking. It feels so good to be back when we're, we're live uh, from Dago, bitch, California. Uh, you might be like Gecko, yeah, yeah, The triple champs right there. That, the, the hell you doing, uh, uh, cursing? I can't help it. It's in our blood. Uh, we've gone over this. His first word is going to be uh, the F word. It, it's 100% guaranteed. Uh, the old lady might ask for a divorce. Um, we got the papers drawn already just in case. Um, so don't worry about us. We will be good. Uh, Triple Champ is over here whining. Um, he wants up on the mic. You want up on the mic, don't you, homie? You just want up on this mic. See, uh, uh, long-time listener Ivanito, if you're listening to this one, this is what you got, got to look forward to, man. There's no moments of peace, no more. Uh, unless they're sleeping, and you better hope that your baby sleeps, because if you don't, uh, uh, your life is going to suck. Uh, but plenty to talk about on today's episode. Um, I know y'all thought uh, maybe over the last two years, you've been waiting after a devastating Cowboys loss. You know, I come up on here with the trumpets blaring, uh, playing taps to the military burial uh, music. Uh, I have buried the, uh, the Cowboys many times. I vowed not to do it so early in the season this time around. I'm getting close. Now, I'll tell you what. If the D-Boys lose to the Jets, if they go pussyfooting in like they did against the, 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 the Packers, if they go in there and get their ass cracked by uh, Sam Darnold now back from his uh, mononucleosis or pneumonia or a fucking hay fever or uh, jaundice, whatever the fuck that dude had, um, he's back. We're going to crack that ass. We're not worried about that. What we're worried about is the Cowboys not beating good teams. Now, you say they got embarrassed by the Packers. They got, they got smoked Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers didn't. He did two things. Nothing and not a damn thing. I didn't see Aaron Rodgers doing the damn thing. I saw this other dude, uh, uh, Aaron something or other, uh, who's cracked our ass a few times now, uh, went off on us. All of a sudden, the Cowboys defense, we got no defense. They, the, 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 the two linebackers, uh, Jalen Smith and, and Leighton Vander Esch Esch, playing like diggity dog shit, stepped in. Uh, they, they haven't done shit for no one this whole entire year. Um, the defense is trash. Uh, you can say what you want about Dak. Dak's been the most consistent player on, on, on the offensive side of the ball. He had another great game today, uh, on, on Sunday. He had one terrible interception, but the other two, Amari Cooper's got to catch that shit in the first, in, in the first drive. We're going up seven, nothing easy on that. They had no answer for Amari Cooper. That thing hit him in the hands. That ball hit him in both hands. And then it turns into an interception. That was the game. That was it from right there, man. They, they, they made it a game. Uh, they, were, they could have made it within seven. Uh, but Dak threw that last interception, which was pass interference on Mike, Michael Gallup. Uh, Jason Garrett, I, I have no idea what the hell he's doing out there, man. Uh, he must be smoking the same vape pens I'm, I'm sma- soap, uh, s- soaping on, smoking on. Let me, let me get into that. Let me digress. You know how I do. I'm here, I'm there, more there than here. Your boy just discovered something new. Uh, we're in the, uh, the land of the three uh, in California over here rocking that medicinal, recreational marijuana. Um, I'm a partaker, heavy. Uh, the homies have been telling me about these vape pens uh, with, with, with the bud oil in them. Incognito, smoke them wherever, smoke them you know, uh, while you're waiting for your meat at the, uh, at the grocery store smoke them at the laundromat, smoke them at your kid's PTA meeting, smoke them in the ride, smoke them wherever the fuck you want to, there's no smell, it's just vape, high as fuck, concentrated oils in the 90 percentile range of THC, sounds like liquid, sounds like mobile dabs to me, and, and, and I'm afraid of dabs, but I finally, I finally dipped and swirled my pinky toe in the vape waters. Strictly weed. I ain't, I ain't over here su- sucking on that pussy-flavored uh, 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 whatever the fuck. I don't even know what the shit, the, the vape juices, whatever the fuck. I ain't on that shit. I ain't on that shit. We ain't going that far. We're strictly smoking THC. We ain't smoke, smoking, you know, Fluffy Willow this or, or fuckberry that. We ain't, we ain't getting into all that shit. We're just sticking with the straight marijuana. And let me tell you, you hit that shit, you don't feel it. You can't feel it. There's no smoke. There's no uh, uh, plant matter that's going into your, into your lungs. You, you feel like you're hitting nothing. It's like, the, it's like hitting a, a, a real dope bong with ice in it, and you just hit it, and you don't even realize that you've got to hit, and then you blow out a, a brush fire worth of smoke. This is the same thing, but it's not smoke. It's vapor that comes out of you. It, it, it's odorless. It's crazy. I used to work with this homie who used to smoke in our office, smoking weed all day out of that fucking pen. I never smelled it one time. I did. I worked with him for a year and a half, and I didn't find out until we were all about to get laid off. Uh, a month before we got laid off, he told me his little secret and shit. And then there we were smoking. I, I hit it a couple times. Didn't really—I uh, was afraid, so I, I kind of— um Bill Clinton did a little bit. I didn't really want to get fucked up. I didn't know if I could. So that wasn't the real full experience. This is my real full experience. And I got to say, the other day, uh, the first rip, I didn't know how the thing worked. I didn't know how long you're supposed to hold it down. I didn't know this or that. I ripped this thing. I was like, what the hell? Blew out. Blew out a grip. And then that was the moment when I saw this huge cloud come out in front of me. I was like, I fucked up. And I sure was, man. Um, Fucked up. Super high off of one rip off of this shit. I'm telling you, homies, uh, if you're in a state right now that doesn't have legalized marijuana, write your motherfucking senators, uh, representatives, uh, governor, the mayor, your, sp- your fucking principal. I don't know. Whoever you got to uh, contact to get this shit on the books because uh, life is good. Life is good. Uh, with marijuana trust me on that shit and you got so many ways to do it now. It's it's incredible. I just discovered this new way. There's edibles. There's there's drinkables. There's there's fucking everything you can rub it in your skin rub it on your motherfucking face You can do whatever you want Back to the Dallas Cowboys Valiant effort to come back Getting smoked out, 31 to3, and then they just start going crazy, Dak threw for almost 500 yards. Mari Cooper had like 2:25. Uh, but that one drop, drop put, us, put us behind the eight- ball, man. We can never catch back up. Zeke, Zeke's a shell of himself. He ain't the same Zeke. He had two quiet ass, 100-yard back-to-back games, and then, you know, he got his ass cracked against, cracked against the Saints. Don't even get me started on the Saints game. We gave that shit away. We gave up 12 points. We didn't give up a single touchdown and still managed to lose a game. So, no, I'm not, I'm not high on the D-Boys. Um, if I had to be honest with myself, which I don't like to be, then they're definitely not in the power five. They're not in the power five. They're not in the top five. Uh, and all you saying they're in the power bottom, uh, top five power bottom rankings, fuck you. I know they ain't. Uh, but uh, I still got them winning the division. Um, two weeks from now, they play the Eagles. I don't know what, I don't know what to expect in that game. Um, could be a serious ass whooping waiting for us on the horizon. Um, it's definitely the type of game we lose, except, uh, we've been cracking Carson Wentz's ass lately. I think we've won three out of four games against him. we swept them last year. Um, I don't know, but you know, just when you start expecting things from the Dallas Cowboys, It's when they slap you in the motherfucking face. They disrespect you. They they, they don't show up for a home game, you know, against Aaron Rodgers, a guy. I was at that particular game two years ago in 2016 when I went to the AT&T Stadium on October 8th. And we played the Packers at home, the last time we played the Packers at home. And Dak got us into the end zone with a minute and four seconds left. We took the lead. And I knew it was too much. Aaron Rodgers went right down the motherfucking field and scored a touchdown with seconds left and, and left me in my seat. Scored the touchdown right underneath me. The touchdown was scored right underneath me. I was surrounded by Cheesehead fans. It, it was 50-50 in there, y'all. There was a ton of Green Bay Packer fans there at, at, the, at the hotel. Um, they wanted to come see Mecca. They came to see us, not their team. Trust me on that. They came to see, they came to see the, the stadium. And that shit was incredible. That shit was incredible. But I, I went home with the loss. I, I shook hands. I wasn't, I wasn't you know, uh, shitting in my hand and tossing, it, tossing poo grenades at motherfuckers in the stands and shit after the game. Don't, don't think no crazy shit. I'm not an animal. I'm not a, some kind of fucking ape of some sort, you know, uh, when I lose. I, I shook hands. I said, fair play to you. And, and I shook hands with the, the, the people around me because I had been shit talking all goddamn day. I was hoarse. Sound like I, w- I-, I-, I was sucking dick all goddamn day. Uh, that was a tough loss. That was a tough loss. It was a long flight home, and then we lost again this weekend, this past weekend. So, at least we got the Jets. That's all I can say. You know, we'll, hopefully we'll beat another bad team. If we don't, if we don't beat the Jets, it's a burial. It's a it's a fucking burial, and and, and they ain't being exhumed. There's no, uh, you know, there's no. Uh, I don't know, fear, of Walking Dead shit going on here. There's no uh, Lord of the Rings. I don't know what the fuck. There's just not. There's nothing's gonna bring them back. There's no spells, uh, no enchantments, uh, nothing like that that's gonna bring the Dallas Cowboys back if they lose to the Jets. That's it. That's gonna be it for it. But I, I, I ain't going out like that. Um, what else do we got? We got, we got plenty to talk about. We got UFC. We got some fight talk to catch up on. We got Stylebender. What the hell Stylebender just did, man? Stylebender was on some shit, homies. I actually got one right. I'm pretty sure I, I picked that shit on... I put it on wax on the last episode, and I picked Stylebender just because I didn't know what you were going to get um, from from Robert Whitaker. Um, what else do we got? We got... Um, now finally we can start watching baseball because the playoffs have started. And, and already it's been one of my favorite playoffs ever seeing the Dodgers go down the way they went down. So we're we going to get into some... some some. Uh, what, what was that, Triple Champ? What you over there? You, you got something to say? You, you want to holler at the people, chip, Trip? Let me, let, me put, let me put the mic in his face. Come holler at the people. Holler at the people, Triple Champ. Way to go. got
1: something to say, dude? Nothing, ain't feeling it now,
0: huh? Wanted to interrupt everything just a second ago, but now, 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 you got the stage fright. Now he's got the stage fright. Okay, okay, okay. We're not gonna force this on you. You know, maybe one day I was hoping you would take this this whiskey sick podcast empire of mine and, and, and keep it going uh, for generations to come. But not a good sign right there. Um, what else are we gonna have today? Uh, NBA has started. <laughs> Oh, oh, here come the Pelicans. <laughs> oh, last year I, I, I made a bold prediction that uh, the Pelicans would go to the NBA Finals after they start at 4-0. But now I'm making that prediction after they start 2-0 in the preseason. Motherfuckers, I don't give a shit. I never learn from my mistakes. Never. I ain't never learn. Never learn. Never learn. Never learn. Never learn. Pelicans Zion out here cracking asses, looking, looking, looking fancy, looking crispy, looking creamy. It, it, it was a beautiful thing. We got a whole lot of NFL stuff we're gonna talk about too. Um, if I have enough time, you know, we'll get into some teriyaki six nine news. This dude's this dude's wild. This dude's wild like a fox. Um, this dude's howling at the moon, man. He's talking about he don't want no government protection or some shit. This dude's off the leash shitting on lawns. He's he's fucking wild as shit. Um, maybe it's not an act after all. And then I got this dude who died uh, while proposing for a. Uh, to his wife underwater he fucking ran out of air and died so you know I gotta get in that ass R.I.P. motherfucker uh, but I gotta drag you one more time on this side uh, of reality I gotta drag your ass uh, across the motherfucking yard for for that shit Uh, that must have been the bombest pussy ever if you died proposing to it homeboy Uh, so uh, RIP to that homie. Let's get into let's let's just continue on with the NFL, man. Let's just get into this shit. Let's let's do uh let's get into this uh Baker Mayfield shit. You know, I got myself uh you know, I went out on a limb for this motherfucker a few weeks ago when I said that Baker Mayfield was the uh Seth Gecko of the NFL and I meant strictly only from a shit talking standpoint until he he spit in my face and the very next day uh he was apologizing for shit he said about uh um was Daniel Jones of the Giants. I thought he just, uh, you know, Baker had a, had a great dry hate. He, he kept rule number one of the Whiskey Sick podcast in mind. If you're going to hate, keep it dry. And he kept it super dry, chafey dry. And, and, and then he was apologizing for it. And, and then that's when his everything, his whole season fell apart. They played uh, the 49ers. He came out. He went like an 8 for a 22 with 100 yards, had three turnovers. A fu- uh, one was a fumble, two picks, something like that. He looked like trash. Homie got benched with like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. They weren't saving him. They weren't trying to save his legs, keep him free of injury. His ass got sent to the showers. No loss. They took the rope off the soap for this motherfucker and sent his ass to the shower's early. He was benched. Get it straight. He got—he didn't get sat down because it, 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 the game was over and it was hopeless and they didn't want to risk. It. He got benched. He looked like triggity trash. And who knew the 49ers were actually good? Who knew they had a defense like that? What their defense looks like is what I was expecting the Cowboys defense to look like. These dudes are 4-0. 4-0. Jimmy Garoppolo, that, that, that he found the fountain of youth. Who knew that fucking porn stars was the, was the fountain of youth? Not that he's an old man, but this dude, you know, he, he came back from a, a devastating knee injury last year, and now he's looking okay. He's not looking like like, like Tom Brady's heir apparent like they thought he was, but he, he's good enough. He's the best quarterback uh, the 49ers have had since Kaepernick um, before he fell off. Before that, you know, Alex Smith, I guess, you know, for a little while, Alex Smith was there. Uh, Go back to the days of, uh, of my favorite, uh, I, I loved watching Steve Young play. Steve, uh, even though he, he cracked my ass a couple times, uh, he cracked my ass in the NFC Championship game the one year the Cowboys didn't win the, world, uh, win the Super Bowl in the 90s. I'm pretty sure we won like 10 Super Bowls in the 90s. Um, but anyways, the, the Niners are for real. They came out here. They cracked the the, the Browns. Uh, make me look like an asshole. Last year it was my Pelicans pick. This year it's my 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 uh, Browns pick to be in the AFC Championship game. Uh, you're probably asking, uh, are you jumping off that pick? Are are you jumping off the Browns bandwagon? Yes, of course I'm jumping off the uh, the the bandwagon. If you see a a, a fucking bandwagon driving, you know, uh, for a, a cliff. Going straight off the edge. Are you gonna stay on it? You're gonna jump your ass off that motherfucker. If you see the end of a bridge and it's not the bridge isn't completed, you ain't gonna keep walking. You're gonna turn around. I'm getting off this motherfucker. I'm off. The defense, you know, is capable of having some solid games. That offense is trash. Why? Because Baker Mayfield, homie, my homie, my man, my, my, my mellow, my man. Uh, uh, you trash. Uh, homie, homie is trash. Uh, I'm looking at him and I'm like, uh, he ain't shit compared to what he was last year. He can't, he really can't throw. He, 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 he's like, uh, you see Lamar Jackson throw the ball. He's not very good at throwing the ball either. He's kind of come back to earth the last couple games too, but his, his throwing, his throwing motion. When Lamar throws it, it's kind of like Baker Mayfield. It it just doesn't look right. There's no like touch to it. It's all, it's flat. You know it, it it's just a a fucking laser beam every time and it's just I don't know man he holds on to the ball too long he's just not very good and I think it's like mentally because he 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 does uh retarded ass shit like hold on to the ball when and, and keep dropping back there's no such thing as a a three or five step drop back this dude only knows 15 step drop backs Homeboy runs to the opposite end zone every fucking snap and then throws the ball from his own end zone every snap. That's what it feels like with this dude. He holds onto the ball so long. Um, the, the fumble he had was terrible. Um, he's, he's just not that dude. And this dude was out here yip yapping, skip-scapping uh, uh, in college, you know, stamping his flag in the middle of the field. Now you have Nick Bosa, Nick, uh, you know, Joey Bosa Jr. over here who's better than Joey Bosa out here cracking your ass on national TV prime time homie. Straight Vandalay Silva rape choke. That's what this motherfucker did to you. And he embarrassed you. Uh and then Sherman Sherman after the game was getting his Jesse Smollett on, if you've seen that meme. Uh homeboy oh, oh boy straight fabricated some bullshit. Just to, that's hey, rule number one, if you're gonna hate keep it dry. And there's nothing more uh dry than what Richard Sherman did to, uh, to the homie uh, Baker Mayfield saying that he didn't shake hands. He was a douchebag, this, that, and the third. Um, and, and he just, it came out like, I don't know what these people think, man. Um, everything's recorded. Everything. Uh, every person on that field, every person in that stadium, um, at the time of the handshake, was in, had their phone out and was recording it. And somehow he he said that he did. He straight up shook his hand. He didn't, he, you know. He oh well, he didn't do it a second. Nah, Sherman, you got you got caught on some bullshit, homie. Uh, this dude, Sherman's oh he's always out here howling at the moon. He's wild as fuck, and and I I, I fuck with him. I wish he was on my team, but. That was a bad look, homie. You out here after the game ranting and raving and and, and and starting, you know, verbal fisticuffs and shit, and then it comes out that you're on your Jesse Smollett, you out here fabricating, fabricating. You out you out here uh, pussyfooting, you, you know, hating on a man just just to hate. Just, just just so you could have a rant at the end of the game. That that would that was some bullshit, uh, on Richard Sermon's part for sure. I don't even know if that's some like teriyaki 6-9 straight snitching. Is it snitching when you, when you complete and completely fabricate it? You know? Damn. Uh, it's like some uh, D'Angelo Russell type shit out here when he was tattling on his boy, on his boy, uh, uh swaggy P and shit. This dude out here fucking just fabricating, though. Know? Um, what else do we got? So, yeah, we had Baker Mayfield, um, Jay Gruden got fired about fucking time. You know, I was seeing his, his little interview and shit. They were doing this montage, you know, how they do to coaches. They just show their face a hundred times when they get fired and shit, especially in the middle of the season. Uh, and this dude straight up, I never even noticed it. He straight up looks like Caitlyn Jenner. Look at Jay Gruden. Not John Gruden. Jay Gruden, the, the, the slightly retarded younger brother uh, who coached the, the Redskins. Um, I was sad to see him go. I mean, he's been so terrible. I was hoping he would you know, get a lifetime. It would be like a senator or some shit, get a lifetime seat um, in, in the House of Representatives or some shit like that, in the House of the Redskins. Um, but they canned his ass, his Caitlyn Jenner-looking ass. Um, it was pathetic. Um, I don't know who they're going to bring in here. The Redskins are pathetic. They always will be the Redskins. Uh, they will always be pathetic. Um they found a way to completely damage RG3. You saw RG3's first year when he came out like a motherfucker. That first year, man, I've never been I've never been I, I was so devastated when I saw how good he actually was RG3. I was like, this dude is gonna crack our asses for like ten to fifteen years. The next decade or so is gonna be owned by this dude. And then he looked good in the playoffs until they ran his legs off and he got his got his legs literally broken. Uh, looking like Jimmy from South Park. They were just beating him over the head with his own legs uh, in in that game, and he was never the same. And now I think he's a back. He might still be with the Ravens, I think. I think they still kept him, you know. um, So he's still in the league somewhere. But, you know, the Redskins, you know, they found a way to ruin that. Kirk Cousins actually played really well as a Redskin, but they never wanted to give him shit, so they went and got Alex Smith. What happens to Alex Smith, he gets Joe Theismond, his legs, you know, sticking up his ass or some shit after he gets tackled. And, and now they're stuck with, with Case Keenum and, and Dwayne Haskins, who is not it. He's not the business, homies. What the hell are you doing? If this dude isn't ready to go and you're saying he's not ready to play in the NFL yet, why the fuck, why the fuck you drafting him in the first round then? With a top, wasn't it, I'm pretty sure he was a top 10 pick. Maybe top 15 for sure. What the hell are you wasting a draft pick on a guy in the first round for if you knew damn well he wasn't ready to play in the NFL? You only do that for people who are ready to play now. Daniel Jones, after week three, he's in there. They believed in him. He looked like dog shit yesterday. He looked every bit like a rookie yesterday against the Patriots, but that's the Patriots. This dude Dwayne Haskins is not it. He's not it. A lot of these dudes, the Cordell Jones, a lot of these dudes that come from Ohio State, they aren't the business. They, they get to play with the dopest players in the country. They have the dopest players in the country on their team, and they play other teams without the dopest players in the country. There's only like a handful of, of college teams that get the best players around. So they're, they're consistently, it's like playing JV players. So they look great. This dude, uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins, threw for 50 touchdowns in a season, in a college season. One season, he threw for 50 touchdowns. They're like, this dude's so great. No, he's not. He could have 50 seasons in the NFL. You could give him, you know, you could give him a, a Tom Brady's little uh, fountain of youth. You could show him to him, let him play 50 seasons, and he'd have 50 touchdowns. He'd throw one touchdown a year for the next 50 years to get the 50 touchdowns again. Dwayne Haskins isn't the business. Trust me on that shit. Um, what else did we have? We have Minshew. Minshew's still doing his thing. You bitch you, Minshew. Um, out here making a fool, fool of me right now, you know, but I, I'm going to stay cracking that ass. Um, they had the, uh, the he, he does, I didn't even realize it. He looks like, um, what's his name, uh, Uncle Rico uh, from Napoleon Dynamite. They had they were doing some little skits and stuff with him uh, on, on uh, Fox on the pregame and uh, I was laughing my little bitties off. I'm I starting to kind of take a liking to my man. You bitch, you you They they should trademark that. If I was if I was uh, you bitch, you you, I would be trading. I would I would be trademarking that shit. That would be my Instagram. You bitch, you Minshew. Um But he's out there. He he was doing the damn thing. I think they got another win. Let's go back. Let's check out the scores again. Ta-da. I'm pretty sure they came back and won. That was a tough game though. No, they lost. They lost to the Panthers because homeboy the Great White Hope. Um uh, Christian McCaffrey is a motherfucker now. I don't know how far y'all go back, but I went back to his pappy, uh, uh Ed McCaffrey who was uh, who was dope. He was uh he was a tight end for the Broncos. He was a wide receiver. He was a wide receiver. Big-ass wide receiver. Uh, he was dope. Him and Shannon Sharp well, with John Elway, his pops was uh, Ed McCaffrey, tough son of a bitch. That dude was a good-ass player. Now his son's out here. I didn't know how good he would be out there. I wasn't really impressed with his first couple years. This year, he's hit his stride. I mean, he's literally the only player on that team. You know, Cam Newton, as I've been telling you, he ain't shit. His, uh, his Toyota f- uh, front frontrunner uh, broke down on the side of the road. Um, just past California state line, so there's no more call boxes for him to use. So he he's just stranded out there. I don't even know Allen something or other is is there is there a QB now. He ain't shit. But uh, Christian McCaffrey, this dude's uh, probably the second in the MVP po- uh, the MVP po- uh, voting voting right now. Um, he's like he he reminds me of um uh what what was homie's name uh Jason Jason Williams. In the NBA, White Chocolate—they called him White Chocolate. He was a dude, that white dude that had all kinds of dribbles. His handles were crazy. He'd dribble around the back, you know. He he do a hula hoop. He'd have a hula hoop on out there doing dribbling between his legs and shit. He was doing like circus du acts in the middle of games, and then just you know throwing up ollie oops or laying it up off the glass and shit. He was wild. That dude. Um, he that's that's basically he. Cause it's like having a a, a dope white running back is like having a a dope white point guard now in the league. You don't really see it that often anymore. After Stockton, um, after, you know, Steve Nash was really the one great one. I don't know what Luka Doncic plays, um, but, um, that's what Christian McCaffrey reminds me of. He reminds me. He's like the, the Jason Williams uh, of the NFL. I love Jason Williams. That dude was bad. Christian McCaffrey's a bad motherfucker. Trust me on that. The thing is, is, what they do is they use him well. They use him like the Rams used to use Gurley, like the Cowboys should use Zeke. When the running game's not there, instead of running Zeke right up, the, 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 the offensive line's ass is sticking his head up there. Motherfucking ass play after play after play after play. Get him out in the passing game. Line him up in the slot. Get him, get him running some routes and shit. He's got good hands. Use him like that. That's what Christian McCaffrey. This dude's good out the backfield. He's good in between the tackles. He's just, he's just, he's just a stud. He's the only thing they got going on over there. But he's, he's, he's leading them to victories, man. He's making the Panthers look better than they are. Um, what else did we have? Um, I got, I, you know, I've been riding, you know, uh, uh, Winston. Uh, James Winston's ass this year. I- I'm eating a little bit of crow because the homie's been playing. The homies has been balling. I know they lost to the Saints, but it wasn't uh, you know a bad game. He's actually stepped up his bars recently. Uh, the Saints won again. They beat the Bucks. Um, I'm still not buying that. That I know. I know. Last time I was on here, I was with the, you know, Teddy Pendergrass, Teddy Grahams, you know, shit, Teddy Roosevelt, all that shit. Fuck Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Teddy Bridgewater didn't do a fucking thing to me when they played us. He didn't do a goddamn thing. He hasn't done a goddamn thing all season, but the Saints are actually good, and their defense is pretty solid. And the Bucks don't sleep on the Bucks, man. That offense is good. They score points on everybody. They put 55. They put a 50-burger. I, actually, I think they only scored 48 offensively. They had one defensive touchdown. They put 48 points, basically a 50-burger up. Jameis Winston on the Rams a couple weeks ago. Scored 24, and this one should have had a couple more. Um, they're, they're not bad, man. That dude, uh, let's check these dudes. I mean, that Godson dude, that Godson is a baller. Um, yeah, there's Godson. Full box. Or let's see right here. Evans. Um, Mike Evans is a is a damn stud. Um, he didn't have any any targets in that game. He had like three targets, no catches. But usually Evans is a, is a monster over there. So um, what else we got? Who? What what are the big games we have? Um, Vikings, Giants, Jets. The Eagles are you know the Eagles are back in it. We had a two game lead. We squandered a two game lead. The Eagles are back in it. I'm still not buying Carson Wentz. I don't give a fuck. I know he's all right. I know he's all right. You, we can get into the Dak and or versus Carson Wentz. I don't think Carson Wentz is that good. Um, for as much grief as Dak Prescott gets for for being inaccurate, this dude Carson Wentz isn't, isn't any better. He ain't any better. Trust me on that shit. Um, the fuck else we got? Rusen, uh, Rusen. Uh Rudolph Mason, Mason Rudolph, whatever the fuck his name is, got, got KO'd, uh TKO'd. He he's up there in orbit, uh, with our man over him, Alistair Over him from when he got knocked out from Engano, he's still in orbiting Earth like a motherfucking satellite. This dude Mason Rudolph, he looked like he looked like that girl in Deuce Bigelow, you know, where she where the, the, the where she has uh, what is it called? You can't you, you can't you always fall asleep. Not insomnia, it's the it's the other thing. Um the fuck are they called narcoleptic he straight went narcoleptic you remember in deuce bigelow that dude has to like tie homegirl's head to the chair so she doesn't her face doesn't fall in her in her soup and drown that's what this mason rudolph looked like he looked like a fucking narcoleptic one second he's standing throwing a pass the next second he's fast asleep tucked in my pillow under his head and shit uh just snoozing he got blasted in his chest he got blasted in his chest so hard he fucking fell asleep Mason Rudolph, I think he's still sleeping. He's somewhere where Pacquiao, when he got knocked out uh, to Marquez, he's hanging out with him somewhere in the in in, in another alternate universe or some shit. Mason Rudolph, uh, you uh, triple champ, you want some? You want to get up on this? I think he's taking a shit. Yeah, he's definitely taking a shit. The triple champs taking a shit. This is the first shit taken on the Whiskey Sick Podcast live. We 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 throw all kinds of verbal shit. Uh, but actual real duty is being made, history is being made on the Whiskey Sick Podcast. This is a good time for me to uh, clean my son's ass and and save this shit and uh, probably put his ass to bed. So I'm going to have to come back, Um, the Triple Champ uh, hitting a timeout on me, hitting the uh, full timeout. This isn't going to be the 20-second variety, Um, but I'll get back at you. When you listen back to this, it'll sound like nothing ever even happened. Okay, okay, alright, alright, we back, just a slight slight meltdown from the Triple Champ, all you fathers out there, uh, all you mothers out there, uh, if there are any w- uh, female listeners of the podcast, uh, y'all know how that goes, and all you future fathers, uh, Ivanito, we looking at you, um, that's what you got to look forward to. Um, where the fuck were we? We are talking about, um, I should have checked that before, I also took the opportunity to rip another one of them, uh, one of the pen, get another pen rip going, and homies, Just look up. If you need to see your homie, I'll be up in the clouds just chilling, uh, reclining back on one of them fluffy-ass clouds like a little Lazy Boy, just chilling up there all day today. Y'all can see me anytime you need to. Um, Let's get into some UFC. Let's just get into some fucking fight talk. How about that shit? Um, I don't know if y'all saw. We had Stylebender um, versus Robert Whitaker. That shit was dope. Um, Good fight. Solid fight. Um, Robert Whitaker. um, This style was just built for for, um, Stylebender. Uh, this type of uh, fighter like um, Robert Whitaker, I know there was a lot of a lot of talk because Robert Whitaker was leaping. What what really got what what this fight? Let's break it down. What what really happened here was just that style bender is very good counter striker when going backwards. He strikes very well. He switches stance going backwards and he strikes off of you know, basically uses an opponent's aggression against them, and that's exactly what was happening to Robert Whitaker. Now, he was leaping in from, like, long distances. You don't ever really want to leap into your punches. Probably never, but that's Whitaker's style. That's not just the style he used here. He didn't have to, you know, go leaping in to, to close the distance. You saw um, Kevin Gastelum... Uh, close distance a lot better, had a lot better fight against Stylebender because he used, you know, jabs. He had like a real nice jab and he would use his footwork to get inside and then he had a nice looping, you know, off of his jab. He could, he could lower his head and he could throw that overhand left. He was also Southpaw, uh, which created more problems um, for Stylebender. Um, but, you know, Robert came out and did what he had to do. That's his style of fighting. He had to leap in there. He had to try to cross the distance. He landed some big shots. The problem was his follow-up shots. He was landing that overhand. It was like a, it's like an overhand jab almost as he w- as he was coming in almost like how Cormier you know uh, ducks down and he throws that hand over the top to try to get um to get the clinch Robert Whitaker was doing the same thing. He was throwing like an overhand jab. He was throwing a jab, and then he would try to follow up. He'd try to throw a one-two, but the two, um, the, the power hand was never there. It was glancing off of, uh, off of Stylebender's shoulder or was just missing, and he was just back, you know, switching stances as he's going backwards and hitting him with check hook. Um, his best part was when he, uh, his best move was when he would be in orthodox stance. Um, Robert Whitaker would leap in with one of those punches. He would switch uh to southpaw stance and check now now his power hand his right hand switches into his lead hand his jab hand which he was just check hooking off of and it was causing all sorts of problems uh for Robert Woodaker and he just basically Woodaker um, um Stylebender just picked him apart. I mean, in the first round, I gave the first round to Robert Whitaker because he was just a little more busy, and he was he was landing some strikes, and he was just he just did a little bit more in the round. Um, but you could tell that that at towards the end of that round, Stylebender was starting to get his distance and starting to really figure out uh, Robert Whitaker, and he just he just smashed him in the second in the second. I think he dropped. Actually, I don't even know. Did he drop? I think about it. He might have dropped. Whitaker in the first round. Oh, right at the bell. That's right. Right at the buzzer. So actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I was given Robert Whitaker uh, the round until the, literally the last second. He got dropped at the very last second at the buzzer. He got dropped, and it was legit. Had it not been the buzzer, had there been 10 seconds left, 15 seconds left in that round, Robert Whitaker would have been out in the first round. But he looked all sorts of dazed and confused. Um, uh-uh, while he was sitting on the bench, it, w- it was over. It was clearly over. So what's next for Stylebender, man? This dude, first of all, when you see a guy come out to a fight, a championship fight, a unification bout, uh, and do some Jabberwocky shit. I mean, this dude came out and was doing, he was stomping. He stomped the yard with Robert Whitaker before he stomped his ass out in the cage. Think about that shit. This dude's break dancing and getting his little Jabberwockies on uh, before like as he's walking down, it was like one of the best like ring entrances ever. He's just he's just breaking and stomping and, and doing the damn thing, and then he comes out. That's when you know you're fucked. When homie's out there doing that shit, he don't give a fuck about you. He don't give a fuck. He's gonna go out there and he smash you. Um, Paulo Costa gotta make that fight. That's the next fight. I know everybody's talking about John Jones. That fight is down the road. That should be down the road. But he needs to fight Paulo Costa because that that dude's a legit threat to him. Um I think that's a good fight. Another another style bender type matchup that he's going to do well with, you know, aggressive Paulo Costa throwing wide punches, you know, uh style bender, you know, switching his stances up, going down the middle his kicks. I mean, I think he's just a better um he's just he's just a better uh, stand-up fighter. You know, not that Paulo Costa isn't, but he just you know, he he's one of those heavy-handed um kind of lumbering Brazilian fighters they throw wide punches they usually get by a lot on their aggression and you know Stylebender is good at using aggression against you Um, somebody needs to mix it up with them you know uh, Gaslam tried to try to get some takedowns I think he got got um, Stylebender down once or twice but Stylebender popped right back up that's what surprised me in that fight Um, I thought Robert Whitaker was going to try to maybe try to get some takedowns clinch him up try to get him to the ground a little bit but that never happened I don't know what Paulo Costa's game looking like um but it's going to be a long night if he sits there and tries to stand with, with uh, Stylebender for five rounds. But he can do damage. He definitely could knock Stylebender out. We saw him rocked against Gastelum. We got hit in the head, got kicked in the head. Um, he was hurt a couple times. His face bl- uh, you know, looked like a fucking, like he had a, some kind of peanut allergy after that Gastelum fight. I mean, his face was all kinds of swolled up like, some, like he rubbed shellfish all over his face or something. He, he was fucked up. Was, uh, um then you fight bone jones after that go and get that fight go make go go make some money i don't know how big the only thing i would say is i don't know how big style bender is before he cuts weight no doubt he's probably around 205 pounds when he's cutting weight i can't see him being much more uh, maybe he is, I don't know, but John Jones gets pretty big and cuts to 205, so the size difference, you know, the length difference, that's that's the thing, I've seen John Jones, there's mad kinks in his armor, especially after his last fight, y'all saw him, I thought he lost um, Tiago Santos, I thought he lost to him, I thought it was 3-2, to two. I thought Tiago Santos won that last round on no legs, homies out there with no legs, he's basically just dragging uh, a stump of his lower body around the cage, and, and he still took that round from him, there's nobody can tell me otherwise i've watched it since i thought he he was more busy and and i thought he won that fight i thought he won that fight but um so he can definitely be got um style bender is a much better striker than tiago santos but he just doesn't have tiago santos size so that's the only thing but that's a great fight that's a you know there's that's a win-win situation if you're style bender if you go up and fight one of the the greatest of all time you really have nothing to lose. You lose, they say, oh well, he was too big for you. You win, you like, win automatically. You're in the greatest of all time, you know, category right off the bat. A dude that was in pride or, or in glory kickboxing just a couple years ago, um, like three or four years ago, um, that dude Piera who beat who beat Stylebender beat. His ass in glory kickboxing. That dude's a stud. That dude needs to start coming over to the UFC. I don't know what his ground game is. He's from Brazil. He's got to know some jujitsu. Get that dude Pierra in here uh, and and let him start doing some work. Um, but that's probably what's next for them. Um, what else do we got? We have uh, we have Joana. That was really that was kind of it though, wasn't it? Now that I'm thinking about it, There wasn't really any major fights on that. I think. uh... <sighs> Who else did we have on that fight? We had the homie who fought Khabib, uh, Al Quinta, He lost uh, to Dan Hooker. Uh, that, was actually, that was a good fight. Um, listen, um, he had a good fight. Um, everybody talks about Al Quinta, how good he looked against Khabib Namraganet That was the, the infamous time that six people dropped the fight. Conor McGregor was throwing the dolly through the window, the U-Haul dolly rental and shit, through the window of, uh, of the um, bus. Um, and then, you know, uh, Max Holloway took the fight, and then he couldn't get it, and then, you know, Pettis had the fight, and then he dropped it, and then they finally, at, at, literally the day before, they gave it to Al Quinta, and he went five rounds against Khabib Nurmagomedov. That was because Kabob Khabib, 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 Khabib Namagomedov um, let him get to the fifth round. He didn't try to beat his ass like he did Conor McGregor. He wanted to kill Conor McGregor. He was just happy to have a fight, and he was thankful to Al Quinta. He showed him mercy. He let him bend the knee, and he showed the motherfucker mercy. He let him get through that fight. He did not, you know, Al Quinta didn't do something amazing and have a performance of a lifetime, and he definitely sure as fuck didn't give Nurmagomedov his toughest fight ever. Um, I don't know who's done that. I don't know. If anybody's done that, um, maybe you could say Poirier because he had that choke. That choke was there, and it was tight, and, and Khabib said like, it was tight, and it, it was close. Um, but Al Quinta, you know, he got kind of overrated for that. He did beat uh, Kevin Lee twice, and he beat Kevin Lee pretty convincingly before Kevin Lee now up at uh, 170. Um, that was pretty much it for that shit. Uh, what else do we got? So we got Michelle Waterson um, versus Joanna Janiece. This is the Betty Championship of the world right here at two hundred at one hundred and fifteen pounds. This is the Betty Championship of the world. Which one would you rather smash, homies? That's out there. You rather you going you going uh, uh, the Asian route with uh, with Waterson? I wouldn't blame you. Um, yeah, perfect features or you going you going you going like what is she check or something wanna you going you going that route you going like Russian mail order bride type kind of you know fantasy with her I don't know man these these two are this is the Betty world championships if I had to, God I don't even know I'm looking at the at the poster. I don't know I'm going wanna I don't know why um, I think she would be more inclined to beat my ass while we while while, while, while we knocking boots. You know what I mean? I think your uh you, waterson would would take it easy on me. I don't want the easy route. Uh, I want the Yawana. I want the route. Then we got Cub Swanson versus Kron Gracie. Don't have know anything really about Kron Gracie. As I've seen him fight one time, uh, he got a sub in his in his UFC debut. But the problem is, is when it doesn't go to the ground. What what is this guy going to be able to do? We haven't really seen it. And there's going to eventually going to be fights. What keeps these these Gracie fighters um, from from taking that next tier? You you never going to see a guy with the last name Gracie win another UFC title other than Hoist. It'll never happen because they they they're, they're kind of stubborn. They don't really partake in, in learning anything else other than their style of jiu-jitsu. They're not even out there learning like techniques like like, you know, Eddie Bravo's out there teaching, like, this new era, like, rubber guard, uh, crazy-ass system that Tenth that Planet has over there. But not only that, their striking is so rudimentary. I mean, these dudes are like white belts when they get out there. I saw Khan, I didn't see any good in anything out there. And they're Brazilian, so they should be, you know, in the Vale Tudo gyms, you know, out there. They should have dope hands by the time. But they, they really believe that their jiu is so... It's so top notch, and they're the inventors of it, you know, to say, which they're not, but they brought it to the you know to um, Brazil and then to the United States and such um, spread from there uh, that they're so they're so um, they just they just think it's such a, 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 a the more superior martial art that they don't need to learn other martial arts. You saw a hoist out there throwing those stumpy ass, little leg kicks and shit, and you've never really seen if you had a Gracie with with actual striking he'd be a motherfucker, but you're never going to see that. And Kron, I don't know if he's any different. I'll actually give him the win against Cub because Cub's been subbed a a fucking ton of times. I can see him getting taken down, and I can see him getting subbed pretty easy. I'm looking at arm triangle. I'm going to say Kron Gracie is going to arm triangle Cub Swanson. Maybe in the first round, but probably in the second round. But you're not going to learn anything from Kron that you didn't already know. He's great with jiu-jitsu. Uh, Cub, he's just got to go out there, balls to the fucking wall, try to make it an ugly scrap, keep his distance, put the – paw, put that jab in his face, double it up, triple it up, keep your distance, kick him, kick him, kick him, kick him, long range kicks, side kicks, teep kicks, snap kicks, those kind of things, round kicks after you put your hands, hide your kicks, put your hands in his face, then hit, then kick the legs, kick the legs, attack the legs, keep him at a distance, circle, 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 stay on your bike, Um, that's the way you attack a guy like uh, Cron Gracie, don't let him get a hold of you, don't let him push you up against the cage, don't let him clinch with you, and, and, and make it a stand-up fight. If you can do that, you'll beat Kron Gracie. I don't think you'll do that. I think Kron's really shifty. He, he's good at getting people to the ground. Um, and once he does, it's probably going to be bad news for Cub Swanson. Um, that's pretty much it. Nico Price, this is a good fight here. Nico Price versus James Vick. That's going to be a sick fight. I'm going to take Nico Price on that shit. Mackenzie the Betty Dern. Oh, I'm just seeing this right now. She, had, she recently had a baby. Oh, damn it. It wasn't mine. Uh, it wasn't the, the the triple champ, but uh, it it is what it is. She's fighting uh, Amanda Rebus. I don't know who she is, but I know who Mackenzie Dern is. Um, another great Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. Stand-up. It's not horrible. It's, 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 it's a step above, I would say, it's a step above Ronda Rousey. As trash as hers was, uh, uh, Dern's isn't that big. She throws big punches. Um, she's just not technical at all. She just throws, like, brawling, like... Uh, like two soccer moms brawling in, in, in the infantile Walmart type punches, you know, just two chicks, you know, grabbing each other. One, you know, each got a, a fistful of the other's hair, and they're just winging right hands um, with, with like open palms, basically. That's kind of what you know, striking with the with the wedding ring and shit. Uh, that's that's Mackenzie Dern type uh, stand up, but she'll get the she should get the win. Just get the shit to the ground. Um, that's pretty much it for there. Um, Bellator has some good fights recently. Well, um, oh, I see Machida. Versus Uh, uh that, was, that was a good fight. I, I, I saw, I can't remember who won that. I think it was uh, Machida. I think Machida got the nod on that shit. We had boxing. We had a great fight. We had Earl Spence, who actually yesterday got into a car accident in Dallas. He's from Dallas. Uh, fellow um, D-Boys representative, um, Earl Spence Jr. fought Sean Porter a couple weekends ago. Fucking dope fight. Fucking dope fight. A brawl. Uh, inside fighting the whole time. Uh, Basically, um, you know, Sean Porter, got you know, he made it his fight. He made it his style of fight, inside fighting, um, just ugly, um, in the trenches. And Earl Spence, you know, early on he tried to keep his distance. He tried the box. He realized he wasn't going to be able to keep this guy off him, and he was going to have to get out of his comfort zone and beat Sean Porter at his own game. I had him winning by, like, two rounds. I had it very close. It could have been one round. It, it was that close. Um, but I think the knockdown in late in the fight gave Earl Spence, and it was a legit knockdown, clipped him with a big left hook from the southpaw stance. He's a southpaw. And uh, sat him down, really, briefly, but still sat him down, still a knockdown, still a 10-8 round. And I think that was a difference in the fight because that, that was one of the few things that you could look at. But Sean Porter was landing bombs. Earl Spence was landing bombs. They just fought in a, in, in literally in, in a, a phone booth. Now, I know you youngsters have never seen a, th- a phone booth but you know google that shit i've been many people have been in phone booths before when you used to have to go in there and they had a the little uh, uh the white pages on the bottom and you have to look up the number that you were going to call um it, it was that kind of fight it, it, it was brutal um i'd love to see a rematch if they went that route it was that good what's ne- next for earl spence i think he's he's got to be trying to look for uh crawford i think that 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 fight's got to be on the horizon that's a big fight to make. Um, I I definitely dude, I don't know. I learned a lot about uh, Earl Spence, and, and and you know he he it shows a lot that he can go and fight another dude's style, uh, get out of his own comfort zone, and 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 do some work. But I saw holes. I saw him take some big shots. Um, haven't really seen you know Crawford, Bud Crawford take a whole lot of shots. Um, that would be a very interesting fight. But I'd have to lean towards uh, Bud Crawford on that one. Um, moving right along, what what we got? We got. Um, NBA, you saw fly Pelicans, fly motherfuckers, fly, you saw it, don't call them the Storks Pelicans in New Orleans, don't call them Storks Pelicans, that's what the fuck we on right now, you saw Zion go for 29 and three quarters the other night, people are talking about all this bullshit, oh but all his, all his uh, buckets were inside the free throw line, so fucking what? You act like, you act like uh, Shaquille O'Neal had a jump shot somewhere, that he had a mid-range game, like he was, he was spotting up threes or something. Who gives a shit? If you can't stop a motherfucker from getting under the rim and laying the ball up, that's the best highest percentage shot you can have. If you have somebody that consistently get the highest percentage shot in the game, and you can't stop it, that's the point. You can't fucking stop it. This dude, he, he's, he's, going, he's taking people off the dribble. It's not like he's just getting alley oops. It's not like they're just passing the ball and he's turning up and laying it up like he's the, the seven-footer in eighth grade. You just toss it up to him and he just puts it off the backboard and scores 100 points a game because every other kid's four foot six. That, that's not what's going on here. This homie, uh, he's not tall. He's kind of undersized in that department, but he's a beast. He puts the ball on the ground, and he makes one decisive move, and he goes hard. He goes hard with everything he does. Now, I don't know if his body's going to be able to hold up to that shit for 82 games for you know, 10, 12, 15 years, but right now, homie, homie's balling. Uh, I'm eating crow, man. I, I, spent, I spent a solid amount of time talking my shit about Lonzo Ball the last couple years on, the, on this here podcast. I don't need y'all, you know, cutting clips of my old shit, you know, sending it to me this year. Oh, you remember when you called Lonzo trash? This, that, and that. I recognize that. I said, I said he wasn't even a G Leaguer. At best, he was a G Leaguer. I said that shit. I said that. I said that the day he got his ass cracked by De'Aaron Fox in the NCAA tournament, he got. Cracked. He gave up 39 points to De'Aaron Fox, and he scored like 10 of his own. And he was supposed to be—he got smacked. And I said, the Lakers should take De'Aaron Fox. They should not waste. They're letting this dude—they're letting this dude's pops talk him into being the number one or two pick. And he did. His pops talk him—he could have been a number—like a late first, early second, maybe late second round pick. Tops, you know, maybe unrestricted, undrafted free agent maybe comes in and works his way onto a team. I think this team is built for him. I've seen, you know, Lonzo working on his jumper. I like to see that. It looks a lot better. It's nowhere near where it needs to be. He went 0 for 3 the other night on threes. Um, But... That's not the part of the game we need. We need him to go in there. Now we got uh, uh, Drew Holiday off the ball where he can do some work, where he's best scoring off the ball instead of having to bring the ball up there and having the main ball responsibilities. Now you can give that up to Zoe. Zoe can move this thing fast. He's, he's already throwing mad lobs to, to Lonzo, but just get into the lane. That's all you have to do. You don't even have to get to the rack. Just get in the lane and create, create havoc. I think Lonzo's going to have a good season. I actually like him on my team. I like what he's bringing to the team, man. I, I, I can't. It is. Josh Hart came out here, was hitting mad threes, but I'm going to tell you who the rookie of the year is. If he gets enough playing time, which he should, Nikhil Alexander Walker. I'm telling you right now, Nikhil Alexander Walker. N-A-W. Nah, for short. Sure. Homeboy is a monster. I forget where he was drafted from, but the Pelicans took him with the 17th overall pick. They turned that, that AD pick into a number 4 and a number 17. So they turned one pick and turned it into a uh, into in the two picks, they got uh, Jackson Hayes. I think actually it was an eighth pick at number eight. And then at 17, they took Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And a lot of motherfuckers are going to be punching themselves in the face that they didn't draft, draft Nikhil Alexander before us because that dude is sick. That dude went off the other night. We were down 23 in the fourth quarter to the Bulls in our second preseason game. Nikhil Alexander and Josh Hart went crazy from three-point, brought us back, and we won by two points. A 23-point comeback with with, with Zion and, all the, and Zoe and all those dudes on the bench. Those fools, the starters got their ass cracked by over 20 points when they went out. And, and then this these dudes came in there and, and saved our motherfucking asses. What am I really, really picking? I'm not going to NBA finals, right? I'm not going. Could they no, they're not going to make the NBA finals. Not this year, motherfuckers. But everybody who thinks that they're going to miss out on the playoffs, Golden State has a better chance of missing the playoffs than my Pelicans. There you have it. Golden State has a better chance of missing the playoffs without without Clay until late until early next year than the Pelicans do. The Pelicans are going to sneak into like a seven. They might steal the eighth, but they're going to be right around that six, seven, eight range. I guarantee you, they're going to be in the playoffs. The Pelicans are going to be in the playoffs, and whoever the fuck they play in that first round, I hope, I hope it's the Lakers. Now I think the Lakers. Here it comes, motherfuckers. You ready? Uh, Oh, you Dodger! I know you Dodger fans are still uh, 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 dabbing your ass from that cracking you got the other night by the Nets. Uh, 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 The Lakers ain't making the playoffs, homeboy. The Lakers will not make the playoffs. I don't give a fuck what they did the other day. I saw that shit. I was not impressed. They ain't making the playoffs. Why? Because one of two things, one of two players is gonna go down this year. It's gonna be AD or it's going to be Braun like Braun did last year, and one or the other. You'd be better off with AD going down because you already seen AD can't shoulder no load. AD can't lead no team anywhere. You talk about the greats. The greats make teams that they have better. They could go on any team and be instant contenders like LeBron James used to do. You can't tell me that the uh, New Orleans Pelicans the last two years didn't have better didn't have a better roster than the than the the Cavaliers. Now I know they play in the West and not the East, but still they still had better better rosters than those uh, early Cavaliers team that that and, and the late one that uh, LeBron James dragged dragged to the playoffs and the finals. Uh, A.D. isn't that dude. He, he ain't going to go to a team and be in, instant contenders by himself. He needs another dude. That means he's not that dude. And if he goes down, you're better off if you just stick with Bron. If Bron goes down, A.D. is fucked. He's going to crumble. He ain't going to do it for you. Y'all are going to be pissed off. He's going to be the Kershaw of the Lakers. Trust me on that shit. If LeBron James go down, and one of them will. I'm, uh, oh, oh Gecko, you're, you're, you're betting on an injury? Yes. Yes. You know why? Because A.D. spends half of his, he gets paid for 82 games. He plays about 40. He plays about 40. He, he gets in about 50. He actually doesn't dress for about 30 of them. Out of the 50, he probably only really plays hard in about 40 of them. Trust me on that. You're getting half, you're getting half the value for your buck over there. Trust me on that shit. They ain't going to make the goddamn playoffs. I'm, tr- I'm, t- I'm telling you that. You've got to look out for the Nuggets. The Nuggets are going to be that team That team this year. Utah's always, you know, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, that remind. Nikhil Alexander-Walker is going to be the Donovan Mitchell of that draft. This past year. That's what I was going to say. Uh, those dudes are dope. Um, I ain't buying the Trailblazers. Uh, a bunch of suck asses. Whoever sucked ass. I don't give a fuck about them. Uh, they'll probably make the playoffs. But I, I don't give, they ain't no fucking threat. Uh, the Rockets. I don't know how I feel about them. I don't know how I feel. I don't know that they're better than the Pelicans. I really don't. Just because you put Russell Westbrook on that team doesn't make them better than the Pelicans. I don't know that they are. Um, you know, the, the Warriors going to be in the mix. The Spurs are going to be in the mix. Um, so one of those teams, you're going to have the Spurs, you're going to have Golden State, you could have the Trailblazers, you could have the Rockets. One of those teams isn't making the playoffs. Why? Because the Pelicans are homeboy. Fly, Pelicans, fly. Now, uh, I'm going to have to do a uh, opening day uh, podcast or some shit. I am fucking, I am more stoked for this NBA season than I am the the, the, the the NFL season. Now, that could be partially because I'm expecting my Cowboys to let me down just like they have every other year. Unless they show me something. Um, but this is going to be an all-time great NBA season. All the, all the rosters are, are stacked completely different now. The Pelicans are going to be the – I can tell you this. The Pelicans are going to be the funnest team to watch in the NBA. They fly, man. Their first two games in the preseason, they're averaging like 130 points. They did that last year too, but this is without AD. AD. They, they got they're averaging a hundred and thirty, but they had a hundred and twenty seven and then a hundred and thirty one the night before i mean they're 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 high flying high scoring uh can make up a twenty three point deficit in five minutes that's what they' that's what we're looking at um they're just like a, a newer version kind of without the super sharpshooters like like uh, golden State but they have that kind of game um so I'm excited for that shit. What else do we got speaking of the uh, of the Lakers and l LA a and, and the fucking dodgers and Um, man, 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 man. Uh, half my family is Dodger fans. Um, I don't know why. I don't know how it happened, but there's, there's, you got to come to this reality. If you're a Dodger fan, there's three things that are certain in life, death, taxes, and Clayton Kershaw choking in the motherfucking
1: playoffs.
0: As soon as he came into that game five. I knew they were fucked. He got out of that jam. Uh, They brought him in. He struck out that batter, and they were out of the seventh inning. I said, good. You dodged a bullet. Uh, Get this dude out of the fucking game. And then they brought him out. They brought him out, out, out for the eighth inning. Um... And and I knew I knew I text my homie. I said I said this is this is bad news. This is where you lose. Why would you bring this guy in? This dude's a Tony Romo. Clayton Kershaw's a Tony Romo. He's actually worse though. He's worse than Tony Romo ever was. Maybe because Tony Romo didn't really go to the playoffs very often. Uh, but he's the Tony Romo of of the Major League Baseball. I mean, this dude is lights out the entire season until. Fall comes around, and then Fall comes around, he's like, you know, Cinderella at midnight, you know, he sucks, he loses his little glass chancla, and all his powers are fucking gone, and he came out and gave up back-to-back home runs, they sat his ass, um, they sat his ass down, um, and he and they left him. They left him all by himself out there. It was like a sad sight. And then you know the the cameras. They they love a sob story. They love kicking motherfuckers when they're down. So the Fox cameras. There was like they had six angles, six different angles of Clayton Kershaw sitting like a bump on the motherfucking log, all by himself on the bench, uh, uh, drowning in self pity. I mean, the homeboy was up to his ears in self pity. He was he, he had a snorkel on so he could breathe. Uh, and, and of course. Um, you know, the Fox cameras had to do everything they could to get this guy at his lowest moment. And then afterwards, they still, you know, keep kicking and throwing dirt at him and shit after the game and asking him about him choking and, and using those words. And, and, and the poor bastard, man, he's going to have to go. I, I know Teriyaki69 is over here saying he doesn't want government aid and shit. You're going to take that government aid. It, it's too late to, to act tough now, homeboy. Uh, uh, but I found you a roommate. Uh, when you go into the government witness protection program, Teriyaki Six Nine, they send you in the middle of, uh, of fucking Idaho or North Dakota, wherever the fuck they're gonna send you. I got you, a roommate Clayton Kershaw. Y'all motherfuckers can go into hiding together. They're gonna be roomies. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna share fucking. Uh, uh, leftovers from, uh, from Buca de Beppo. They're going to be sharing leftovers and shit together. Um, cleaning each other's toilets and shit. Uh, but that's what's next for Clayton Kershaw. He's going to go into hiding. He's going to take, uh, a full advantage of that government assistance that Teriyaki69 is claiming he doesn't need. Um, which is, is full of shit. Uh, you might be the first dude to take one step outside of the prison and get shanked right where you fucking stand. Like, it might be, a a satellite-guided drone shank that comes flying out of the motherfucking sky and gets you right in the motherfucking kidney. And you just die right there. So you might not even make it to the bus station to get on the bus to North Dakota. But somehow, someway, you're trying to save face now like this is the tough thing to do. Like the only last tough thing you can try to do uh, after your whole little shindig blew up in your motherfucking face is try to act like you don't need government assistance. The fuck out of here with all that shit, homeboy. You're getting your ass fucked up, real nice real motherfucking quick. And I was thinking the other day, you know, they keep, they have, they have their little theories about, uh, was Teriyaki 6 9 a government plant to bring these, uh, these gangbangers and shit down and shit, and like, man, I, in my day, I think even even being a gangster has gotten soft nowadays. Now, I don't know for sure, I've never really dabbled, but in my day, you used to get your ass kicked by about like, uh, 12 to 15 dudes. Uh, not that I ever had it happen, but you used to get jumped into gangs. Um, and either with these these bloods or whoever the fuck they were, uh, what 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 are they names? Uh, I forget the Trayway, the Trayway, you Trayway motherfuckers out there. Uh, I don't want no beef. I ain't starting no beef. Uh, I ain't fucking with you. Uh, I'm just keep him. I won't even make eye contact. I ain't even re- wearing anything close to a shade of red. There's no pinks. There's no nothing on my motherfucking body. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm just saying who are the 15 dudes that jumped this guy in, or did y'all, y'all skip the process, is the process different now, all you have to do is, is, is pledge, write a fucking letter or something to get into the gang, if not, and, and 15 dudes jumped this dudes this, this Teriyaki 6ix9ine, who are those dudes that didn't kill this motherfucker, how is this guy even alive if he got jumped into the motherfucking gang, who are the, the, the 15 dudes responsible for not knocking this motherfucker uh, dead, when he got jumped into the gang and if y'all ain't following protocol um then you deserve to be infiltrated by this motherfucker um but teriyaki 69 he he's figgity fooked um i don't know i don't know what the fuck he's thinking he i don't know what the fuck he's going to do now he he can't even work at, at whole foods like he can't get a, maybe he can get a job in the back he never has to come to the front and actually meet the customers or, or deal with the customers. Maybe he can unload the trucks and shit like that. Drive the forklift um, with all those tats and shit on his face. He's got six nine like hundred million times written on his body. He's got the the the, the little what is that fucking thing from uh, Saw? The little the little puppet on his face. I don't. You're gonna have to go through a lot. Uh, uh, a lot of surgery, uh, 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 ink removal, or whatever the fuck it is, tattoo removal, to get rid of all that shit. And you're still going to have these big-ass scars, 6 9 scars all over your face. So I don't know where. You, you ain't going to be selling insurance nowhere. Um, I don't know what fucking homie's going to do, but he needs to get his motherfucking life together. Um, fuck, I mean, what else do we got here? Um, oh, yes, 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 we'll get into this guy before I get the fuck up out of here, this is what we got here, this dude right here, I made mention of him earlier, he, uh, he proposed to his wife in some exotic location, which was dope, I mean, this homie was like, I don't know what he was, balling or what, but this place is like, the, the room is like, underneath it is, is water, like, it's like, you can, like, from your room, you can just, like, in the middle of your room, like, I don't know what the fuck. Here, let me just play this shit. Maybe this dude can explain it a little bit better than I can. Here, listen to this shit. This dude drowned while trying to propose to his wife underwater. Can you imagine? Or his future wife. Well, not even his future wife because he can't get married now. His future, I don't even know if she said yes. Here, let me get to this
2: tonight here at American Boyfriend's proposal taking a tragic turn, diving underwater to show his girlfriend a note and the ring, but he did not survive. Here's ABC's Steve Osinzami. This is what love looks like. Oh, 40-year-old Corbin Webber wanted his girlfriend to understand the depths of his heart when he proposed to her underwater last Thursday. He said, I'm going to marry Kenisha. I'm going to ask her to marry me. They were staying at this luxury resort on Pemba Island in Tanzania. Here we are. And the underwater... Underwater room. Underwater room. Here Antoine was inside their out-of-this-world underwater bedroom that rents for $1,700 a night, recording on her cell phone, when a surprise came to the window at 30 feet deep. It was the love of her life feet. with a ring and a message that said, I can't hold my breath long enough to tell you everything I love about you. She said yes. A million times yes. Okay, so she did tell you. But after this wonderful moment, he drowned. The CEO of the resort says it was a fatal accident and that Weber died while freediving alone. His family, friends,
0: and fiance are all heartbroken. Now, I don't mean to laugh at a homie, but you going 30 feet, you going 30 feet, you thought your snorkel would reach that high. Homie didn't go in there with it with, uh, he, maybe he spent so much on the room he couldn't afford uh, the scuba diving equipment, the, the oxygen tank or something like that. He spent $1,700 a night um, I, I'd, I'd be able maybe to afford, if I sold everything I own, I'd probably be able to afford one night in that bitch, this shit was an underwater, this shit was underwater, you had to like crawl in this little hatch to get down there, and the room is actually underwater, and there's fish and shit going under there and shit, baller ass place, but this guy got the brilliant idea to swim 30 feet under and propose with a piece of paper, this shit was written on like, mead notebook paper, like, college ruled, you can see it, it's like, he had plenty of room in the margins and he's out there with his ring and shit, and then he, he tries to swim back up, and he fucking never made it, at least not alive. And homegirl thought it was the funniest thing. Yo, if you really love that homie, and you see him down 30 feet proposing to you, tell him to get his ass up back to the, you'll meet him back at the surface. Say, what the fuck? I'll give you the answer back at the top. What the fuck are you doing swimming down here? Get your ass up there. 30 feet. When you're already out of breath, and you start making the ascend to 30 feet, you knew, he knew he was fucked. He knew it was fuck the minute he started swimming to the top. He's like, oh, man, that's like a mile away, and I'm done. Homie just fucking floated like a dead fish to the surface. You imagine that shit, homeboy? You imagine that? Fucking get proposed to. What does what homegirl feel like? You get proposed to and homie dies proposing to you? Damn. She must have had some, some bomb ass. You know what I'm talking about. What sucks for him, man? Not a smart idea. It's like these motherfuckers that climb these skyscrapers, these Instagram, like, wannabe photographers that climb um, skyscrapers and, and bridges and shit and hang over the edge and take pictures of themselves off the edge. And then, you know, many of them fall. They slip and they fall and die just so they could have one cool picture. Uh, it seems, uh, seems a little crazy to me. Um, at least, homie, if any of y'all want to do this, you find yourself, you know, in Tanzania or wherever the fuck they were. Um... Get yourself to, if you're going to spend $1,700 for a room. Spend, I don't know how much scuba equipment, let's say a hundred bucks. Spend the hundred bucks to get the goddamn scuba equipment. Or, or or get a fucking straw big enough to fit in your mouth to make it 30. Get a 30 foot straw to make it for a, a snorkel or some shit. You don't just free dive 30 feet down there and shit. This homie took a couple classes at the YMCA uh, swimming classes and thought all of a sudden he was like a, a fucking dolphin or some shit. I don't know what the fuck this guy was thinking, but I ain't gonna say he de- he deserved to die, but... He didn't exactly not deserve to die doing some stupid shit like that. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, this is the Whiskey Sick motherfucking podcast. I'm fucking done, man. I, I you know, I'll I'll be back. You'll see me again the Triple Champ. Um you really got the, the the first taste, the glimmer of of the Triple Champ. He threw a fit. We had the first. He took the the first shit. He literally shit on his pop, on his Pops podcast literally figuratively. Um he just he just shat on us. But hey, we survived. Um I'll be back. Uh, hopefully, the D boys. By the time I I I, uh, I talk to you guys again, we're gonna be um, four and two. Should be four and two comfortably four and two with the Eagles coming into town. We going we're gonna fire up the fucking band for the for for the Eagles game. That's a big fucking game for us. But uh, until then, this is Dago Bitch, California. Um, weather cooled off a little bit. We got the uh, ass napkin advisory is at a yellow because today it actually for the first time in a while is hot as fuck. It's up in the 90s. It's gonna be 90 today. The homies over in Colorado are already getting snow, and it's 90 degrees. So today will be, uh, you know, we'll we'll give about an uh, eight-hour red-ass napkin advisory warning, and then later this evening when it drops into the 50s, we'll be back down to a green, and then tomorrow it will be back in the 70s, maybe mid-80s. We'll get back into a yellow-ass napkin season uh, uh, advisory warning, that is. But until then... You know what this is. This is 86. We're moving our way up to 100. You know I ain't going nowhere. Uh, You're going to see me. Uh, This is Whiskey Sick Podcast saying peace out for the Triple Champ. saying peace out for Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody Motherfucker Hank. And I'm out, motherfuckers.
1: Limit gripping on the grain, zoning how I'm twisted. I swear you share my name, and it's got my witness. Our future's actually dashing right before my eyes. No chance you can't imagine what before us lies. We'll likely crash, no landing right before we rise. Broke backs to take advantage, never realized. We're everything they thought they were, but nothing that they really are. And carpet seats amongst the stars, darkness speaks. me are laid apart, plus and speeches play their hearts. fate the start and hand them to. I paint with juice today, I choose tomorrow. I'll raise our future, you and I can have it all. We'll, fly, we'll have a ball, have a Cause you and I can have it all, have it all. The light to shine, we'll have it all. Now you and I can have it all, have it all. Hot summer, never fall, Cause you and I can have it all, have it all. So fucking clutch will never stop. You yeah. woke well, up, never got a name. It was all a dream, like it always seemed The alarm will ring. I gotta get up, to breath confession she's present my every thought. He's second the blessing when testing the better we got. From heaven, I bet you was sent from I'm guessing some I've been looking for it night and day. Till death, I hope the price to pay. In my dreams, I die, awake, wake, I pray the Lord she's about to take So high, no wonder why, no wonder why They beg, they plead, y'all oh, please don't jump we left just weeds, girl, we rose up Slowly no sight of the sun, But I don't know how long But one day we just might reach the sum of day Plus the odds, that will come back to the scene of the crime that she was seen up behind, no tracks and not even the signs Now she's still beating, no lie, imagine what keeps me alive Fact I believe that she's like, cast when I needed the sight Collapse on these, please be my wife and I can have it all What time we'll fly, we'll have a walk Cause you and I could have, have it all The life to shine will have, we'll have it all Now you and I could have it all Hiding summer never falls fall. Cause you and I could have it all, all. So fucking clubs will never stop But you, know Church bells ringing, run off the deep end Run with thinking, you know don't stand to reason Church bells ringing, run off the deep end Run with thinking, you know don't stand to reason